Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Cobb. Trevor, what's going on, man? You survived last week. Boy, you got down to the wire that Minnesota Vikings game, and we covered it live here on Football in General. <laughs> it, got, uh, it got way too close by the end. <laughs> right, right. It's just another Minnesota Vikings game, another potential heartbreak, and for you, uh, a potential stroke when you turn 40. But <laughs> not to make light of strokes, um, which is not what we do here. I would love <laughs> to talk about this week of football because there's 16 games, buddy. We're, we're out of the bye week again. Everything's again this week, by the way. COVID again. Bye week again. You said Corona again, right? Is that Corona again sounds better, I think. Okay. Fractured toe again. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the Aaron Rodgers situation. <laughs> and so, with that being said, how about we just jump right into it and stop playing grab Let's get it. Because um, that's not what this podcast is about. And here I am. Okay. Thursday night game. Boom, boom, boom. That's me punching there. You can't see my fists. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, 9-4 and four, uh, at the L.A. Chargers, 8-5, and 4-3 and three at home. Don't want to mention that. Three-point uh, favorites to Kansas City, over under 52. Um, yeah, Justin Herbert looks good. <laughs> so, yeah, no kidding. Golly. Um, I tell you. Yeah, I uh, I like this game, and I like... I like the Vegas odds on this one. I think they nailed it. Um, I think it's going to be a close one. I think uh, we all saw last week uh, why you, you can't rule the Chargers out of any game when they can, you know, throw throw the deep ball like that. So uh, I, I am taking the Chiefs to win. Uh, I, I It's tough to say whether – I mean, it is, this could be a three-point game, but I'm going to take them to beat the spread, um, but just barely. And uh, I'm definitely taking the over on the 52. I mean, I, I think this one goes big on Thursday night. You, you think Kansas City's going to get right back into their offensive groove following their big, big, uh, big game against o- Oakland, uh, Vegas? I don't know what team. I don't know who these teams are anymore. Uh, I I think that they're uh, I think they're getting back to who they are here at the end of the season. Um, you know, uh, in terms of. Uh, you know, Mahomes and Hill being who they are typically as fantasy players, maybe not so much, but the Chiefs are uh, are on a roll right now. And uh, I think uh, this is going to be a really good game, but uh, I do think the Chiefs come out with the win. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt the quality of the game, nor that Kansas City's sort of getting back into who, they, who we think they are, who we thought they were, excuse me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. The only time they've gone over 22 points in the last basically like two and a half months, is against Vegas twice. 41 against Vegas, 48 against Vegas. So you still think this is going to be an over? I do. Well, I, I think this is going to be an over because I think the Chargers are going to hang in there. Um, you know, so, I mean, if, if they win, you know, 30 to 24, that beats your over. Do you know what's funny that you say that? Guess what the week two, week three score was against these two teams. <laughs> what was it? 30 to 24. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, well there you go. Right. Um, so uh, so that won't happen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but but you see what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, I think the Chargers uh, put up enough points that this goes over the 52. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm sort of being devil's advocate because I'm I'm just being devil's advocate here. You know. But I, I also think there's some logic here in thinking that Kansas City will hold L.A. to a. a a smaller score than that, and um, that the Kansas City defense is actually worth starting regardless of how Justin Herbert's been playing. Austin Eckler's hurt. Um, I think that's going to take a, a big dynamic away from, from the Chargers sort of uh, 
what do you want to call uh, offensive experience? You know, kind of like the Jimi Hendrix experience because they're both started in L.A. Ah. <laughs> it's been a long season, folks. You got to hang in here <laughs> with us, okay? Um, so, with that being said, I think that's going to affect um, Herbert's ability to sort of have that check down running back and possibly third down option, but also just have a guy that's reliable in the backfield. Um, I don't think anybody outside of um, Eckler has been really good for the Chargers. You know, in terms of Backing him up, I mean, oh, looking at he's been great. I mean, I'm Larry Roundtree, uh, Justin Jackson. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Roundtree looked good or decent, um, but he's he's a rookie. Justin Jackson, third year guy, 29 carries, 153 yards, no touchdowns, 5.3 yards per carry. It's just they use Eckler a lot, a lot of different ways. He's on the field a lot, so I just I just feel like this is going to be tough for for the Chargers. But um, right there with you, the Chiefs win. I just think it's going to be under the 52. That's my, that's, yeah, I got that's my prediction. I'm going back to predictions. And, <laughs> I, you know, I think you brought it up. You actually threw out a good stat. I don't know if it was last week or if it was just to me, if it was on the, the show in general. However, um, what was the stat? What, Mahomes had been outscored by so, Matt Stafford? Yeah, Ma- yeah, Mahomes had been outscored by Matt Stafford seven out of the last eight weeks in fantasy. So, okay. um, it's just it's just craziness um you know because you, you have to be crazy to bench somebody like Mahomes but if you've got Stafford on your bench you know like my friend does my friend has this problem uh <laughs> yeah, nobody <laughs> trust, trust me yeah. yeah uh so my friend is thinking about benching Patrick Mahomes which is just unthinkable unthinkable Patrick Mahomes unthinkable they're gonna bench him yeah uh, well, <laughs> I think at this point in the season, I, I don't know what's happened to Pat, Patrick Mahomes, to be honest. So he's, he's, he's struggled. He's struggled quite a bit. And uh, Matt Stafford, man, he, I, honestly, on Monday night, was that Monday night game, right, against Arizona? Um, threw some of the, the prettiest passes I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've seen a lot of passes, trust me. I've thrown a lot of pretty passes myself, mostly over mountains. Um, <laughs> that's a Napoleon Dynamite reference, by the way. But... What I'm trying to, yeah, thanks, Trevor. Thanks for coming in late there. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, never, never saw thanks, it, man. We're spending a lot of time on, on week one here, or uh, game game one on Thursday night. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I think if you had to pick one, I, how could you not go at Stafford right now? You know, the, the, the offense has just has been figured out. They play cover two, they get the they get man on the outside, then they just let Mahomes play hero ball and hopefully he throws a pick. You know, um, right? I I, I think. In this game, with that being said, I like Clyde Edwards Hilaire because once again, going back to the Chargers, the terrible rush defense, and if anything, it's going to keep Herbert off field and out of his rhythm. I think it's going to be you know Kansas City's good offensive line and um, it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Daryl Williams making some plays. So big starts for those guys. Big starts. Are you ready to talk about Saturday night game, buddy? Yes. yes. Okay, that was weird. Patriots, New England. Sorry, I was slamming the table here. I'm just so thrilled for Saturday night games. Oh, no. Our first Saturday night game is vague. I didn't even see this one. Las Vegas Raiders, 6-7 and seven at the Cleveland Browns, 7-6. and six. One and a half point favorite for, for Vegas. 38 and a half over under. Here's, here's the storyline. COVID again. It's struck again. Crone again. <laughs> <laughs> no Kevin Stefanski. No Baker Mayfield for Cleveland. Uh, possibly no Jarvis Landry either. I didn't even see that till now. So... If you're Cleveland, you're not favoring this game, and this has got a lot of playoff implications. How do you win this game? How do you win it, and what's your prediction? 
so I mean, I I think the Raiders have a real shot here. Um, th- this this I, so the the one and a half point spread tells you everything that you know that this game is. It, this game is such a coin toss. Um, you know, you've got the Browns probably playing with their uh, with their backup, possibly without their head coach, who's who's you know very crucial to that that offense. Um, the Raiders trying to get right after a, a tough division loss um, on the road. This this is I, I you know this is one of those games where I don't have a lot to 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 kind of you know the the wind the wind isn't blowing one way or the other really it's just kind of like I you know let's find out but uh, I do I. I like the Raiders in this one. the The only chance I see that the Browns have is, you know, their best chance in most games, which is to really dominate with a dominant run game. Um, but it just hasn't been there like it was at the beginning of the season, or like it was last year, um, lately. So mm-hmm. I'm taking the Raiders to win, and if I'm taking them to win, I'm definitely taking them to beat a one and a half point spread. Um, the over under thirty eight and a half. Most of the season, probably. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think I gotta take the over on that one. Makes sense. I, I, yeah, I, I think you're right about that. I mean, it's what forty degrees Saturday, Saturday afternoon game. Yeah, I, it's not like weather's gonna be a huge factor here. And although um, you know it's December <laughs> in Cleveland, that could that could prove otherwise. Heading up to game time, as we saw in Buffalo a couple weeks ago. Regardless, right. I want to get back on my. Please drop Derek Carr, <laughs> wagon, bus, whatever. I'm trying to build a, a, a Boeing 757 with his his face on the side of it. Um, I, yeah, I think he's I think he's droppable. I don't think you should start him in this game, regardless of who Cleveland has playing a quarterback or coaching or even pouring water out of the spigot for the for the players. Um, really struggling as far as the fantasy quarterback as of late. 12 fantasy points or less than three of his past four starts. Only 18 touchdowns through 14 games. 13 games, whatever it's been. Um, so I'm just worried about Derek Carr. I think that that offense in general is just sputtering, and I don't think they have a lot of momentum. If you watched last week, they went on to with the center of the field at Kansas City. I don't know why NFL players are so obsessed with logos, <laughs> but right. Vegas came on the center field, bam, just did their thing, and then um, promptly got blown out 48 to nine. <laughs> so uh, I like Der- I like the Derek Carr Hunter Renfro combination though. I like that combination. I like the running game here. So Nick Chubb, um, Dearness Johnson, those are good starts for us. Uh, Austin Hooper might be a little sneaky play. Um, and then without Jarvis Landry, um, because Austin Hooper will get more targets, I think um, David Njoku, he had a big game a few, uh, was it six weeks ago, <laughs> um, when Landry and Ola Beckham were both out. So, yeah. Right, yeah. and, and I, I like that too yeah. because uh, – it sounds like they might be, you know, catching balls from Case Keenum. Right. And uh, that's just, you know, that's going to be a big part of what their game plan likely is if they're with the, you know, if they've got Case Keenum in and no uh, no Jarvis Landry, you're going to see a lot of use of the tight ends, I, I predict. Definitely. Definitely. I, I think you're right about that. Case Keenum, um, what is one lone season really starting in the NFL? Minnesota was a big Kyle Rudolph guy. And Irv Smith Jr.? Oh, yeah. So, Big time. I'm into that. Big time. Okay. Moving on. Uh, New England 
at uh, Indianapolis. Colts, 9-4 New England, 7-6 Indianapolis. Oh, Indy, the 2.5-point favorite, 45.5 over under. Um, surprising. Both teams coming off a of bye week. I think New England could be vulnerable with Jonathan Taylor, best running back in the NFL. However, will there be any momentum coming off a of bye week if both teams are sort of prepared for one another? This is like a, a nice, like a like a playoff matchup right here. You know, not not to mention no, both teams I, are in it. You know, so I think I think you're right. I think this is going to be really compelling Saturday night football. Um, and uh, to me, yeah, this game really does come down to whether or not the Patriots can stop Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, it it's it's because of because of the bye week, you can you can see the Patriots having success doing that. Um, but like you were saying earlier, they, they've, they've shown themselves to be vulnerable against the run, uh, especially when they played the Titans. So it, it's tough to say. I do think that is easily going to be the deciding factor here. Um, the Patriots are 6-0 and on the road. Uh, so, uh, you know, nobody, nobody should be surprised if they, they show up and just, you know, may, maybe they bottle up Taylor. Maybe they just outscore the Colts. Um, but, uh... You know, it's it's December football, and I I don't want to, but I'm taking the Patriots for an upset here. Um, I just I just think that it's going to go their way. Um, you know, I, I'm not telling people that they should uh, that they shouldn't start Taylor. I think I think Taylor's going to get his. But uh, end of the day, I do think the Patriots are going to win this game. Uh, so I'm taking them to beat the spread. Um, Forty five and a half over under. I, I'm taking the over again. Yeah, yeah. I <clears throat> excuse me. I, I think it's it's at a dome. Um, I mean, so Mac Jones won't throw three three passes <laughs> like, he, right. like he did against Buffalo. I, I think that goes without saying. Um, I also think that Jonathan Taylor will have a good game. Uh, I don't know if you said he's. Um, did you say he, he they they might shut him down? That's kind of like their their. I mean, I I think they could bottle him up plan. and and yeah, could. knowing. Okay. Knowing the way Patriots like to do this sort of thing, bottling him up might just mean not letting him in the end zone. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think obviously Taylor's going to get uh, his usual amount of, of volume, uh, and that's just going to that's going to equate to fantasy points. So I'm not trying to uh, worry fantasy owners, but uh, I think the Patriots, uh, you know, you know, cap the Colts' offense just enough to uh, to win this game. Yeah, yeah, I I think. Well, here's here's my opinion, right? Knowing Bill Belichick as well as I do, spending time with them, spending time with them down in Nantucket with with Nike's dog and uh, <laughs> really getting to know the family and just watching them all grow up and everything, um, <laughs> I think I think he's gonna let Jonathan Taylor do his thing. I don't think they were gonna want to get beat by Carson Wentz for obvious reasons. I think that's an easier guy to shut down. Let Taylor get his yards; he's gonna get him anyway. Just let, him, just let him get him. You know, they did the same thing with Derrick Henry a couple of years ago in the playoffs. It didn't work out so well only because the offense sputtered as bad as they did. Because Mike Vrabel was thinking the same thing against Brady. But uh, I actually kind of like Jonathan Taylor's start in this game. I do. Um, although <laughs> I don't like Carson Wentz, and I certainly don't like Michael Pittman. Hardly anybody on that offense outside of that. In addition to matchups, I think Ramondre Stevenson, man, I mean... What a bulldozer. The guy looks like a, a potential star running back in the NFL. I mean, just a monster against Buffalo, and that's a really physical defense. They just gashed him. Absolutely freaking gashed him. 24 carries for 78 yards. Doesn't sound like a lot, but if you watch the game, he was physical. He was a big physical guy. 
Um, I think it's I think it's a chance for twenty plus carries again, especially if Damian Harris is out um, with the hamstring. So I, I like Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Brandon Bolden's going to get some some looks out of the backfield. Uh, you said over forty five, whatever the. I'm I'm taking the over here. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that, I think it's going to be right on the border of that. Um, I think it's going to be a really physical game, uh, and I, I pretty a little bit low scoring. I wouldn't be surprised if they aired out Mac Jones a little bit, and Kendrick Bourne continues to show what he can do in that offense. So those are my those are my stats, my stats. Okay, my sits. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carolina five and eight at uh, Buffalo seven and six ten and a half point favorite Buffalo 44 and a half over under. Uh, Josh Allen may not play; has a sprained foot. We'll find out. We'll find out how that works. Cam Newton's going to get the start this week. Um, why would I want to watch Cam Newton again? Why? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure. But I, I'll tell you, this is one of these games that, uh, you know, uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, the uh, Browns-Raiders uh, game, this one for me is, is very easy to, to call, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to take the Bills to win. I'm going to take the Bills to beat the 10.5 spread. That's right. Um, and I'm going to take the under on the 44 and a half. I, I think the Bills dominate this game mm. at home. Um, I don't think the Panthers are going to put up a lot of points. Um, and then I think by the by the end of the third quarter, the Bills are just going to be uh, running out the clock here. So I like the Bills to win by by more than 10 and a half points, um, taking the under on the 44 and a half. Yeah, look, I mean. There's not more of a team in, in a mess in the league as Carolina. I mean, they're five and eight, and they're lucky they've won five games so far. I mean, PJ Walker and Cam Newton as your <laughs> as your uh, options at quarterback. I'm not so sure that's something I would want to. I would want to, you know, have an option for going into the season. Certainly, right now, it looks like it's a complete mess. Uh, so, I I think I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head. I think Buffalo gets a redemption game here. If Josh Allen plays, I hope he does. Uh, well, for my sake and my fantasy league, I hope he doesn't. But nonetheless, I just want to see him continue to continue to kind of get put into place. So I think he deserves it at this point. Um, and so, with that being said, uh, yeah, Josh Allen, big game if he plays. If not, I can't remember who the backup is. I think it's Mitch Trubisky. Oh boy, that would be fun. Ooh, A little Trubisky ooh. bowl here, buddy. <laughs> Although I will say this: um, if anybody knows Carolina, actually, this is going to work in Buffalo's favor. Everybody knows Carolina is. is well, as anybody in the whole league, it's probably Buffalo, considering they have tons of former Carolina Panthers on the team, Star Luda Lude, um, uh, a few other guys that are escaping my mind. But the the GM was in Carolina for several years. Sean McDermott, did he coach Carolina too? I think he did, right? I, you know, doesn't, you're asking the wrong guy. Doesn't <laughs> even matter. Buffalo wins. There you go. <laughs> doesn't even matter. Um, I, I think it's kind of an under game, though. I personally think I think Buffalo goes up big and they just kind of run down the clock. On the road. Yeah, that's yep. why I, yeah, I'm definitely taking the definitely. under on the 44 and the, the half. under there. Yeah. Okay. Arizona, 10 and 3 at Detroit, 1 and 11, 13 point favorite for Arizona, over under 47 and a half. Can't be an easier game to call this week. I mean, no, this, this is, is a get right this game. This is another for real easy one. Yeah. Um, I think Arizona wins. I think Arizona beats the 13 point spread. I think they win this game by 14 or more points. Um, the Lions, man, uh, they really fell flat last week after getting their first win. Uh, and I, I silently shed a tear mentioning their first win. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, this is not the opponent to try and bounce back against. I know they're playing at home. Um, they're 1-11-1. But uh, they're about to be 
one twelve and one. Um, Cardinals are going to win big. Um, the tricky one for me here is the over under forty seven and a half. Um, I'm going to take the under on this one too, but uh, but that one's tougher to 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 say with certainty. Um, the Lions might you know put up. They might only need to put up ten points to break the forty-seven and a half point over under, but uh, but I think I got to put my money on the under here. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. It goes to the same principle we were just talking about with that Buffalo Carolina game. It's just like Arizona's going to go up big. Detroit doesn't have enough hogs to stay in the race, and at the end of the day, I think Arizona runs the ball a lot, and that's why I like James Conner and Chase Edmonds as both starts in this game. Um, Kyler Murray. Uh, I don't think he'll do a lot here. I think this is just kind of like don't get him hurt, keep him safe, keep him upright. We got to, we still got a, got a conference in this bye. We got to get ahead of ourselves here. We got to get that. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm gonna say uh, you're spot on with your analysis as always, as always. And <laughs> and um, those are my starts. Outside of that, no DeAndre Hopkins. He's out for the rest of the season. So Rondell Moore pickup wouldn't be a bad idea to look into that or AJ Green. Or um, I'm trying to think who the other, maybe Andy Isabella, or who's the other receiver there? And uh, why am I? Christian Kirk. There we go, in Arizona. If any of those guys oh, are yeah, free agents. Oh, yeah, I like Kirk. All yeah, right, right. Captain Kirk. If any of those guys are free agents in your huh. league, I don't think it's a bad pickup, especially if you're in the playoffs. Could be a good streamer or some, somebody to hang on to in case, um, uh, you know, could have a big game at the end of the season when they absolutely need it. Moving on. Another uh, another game we're, we're going to talk about and – Make a quick analysis for it. New York, the New York Jets, three and ten, at Miami, six and seven, ten point favorite Miami, over under forty two. Miami, uh, quietly one of the hottest teams in the league right now. Six uh, was five wins in a row, right? Going for six here. Yeah, very well could be. And yeah, back in no, the AFC wild card the, picture. So the Dolphins are on a real roll here. They're they're an easy pick to win this game. Jets on the road in Miami. Um, ten point spread. It's almost too much. I'm still going to take the Dolphins to beat the spread here. I think uh, I think they're the sort of team like it might take them four quarters to uh, to establish that large of a lead, but I do think they'll do it. Um, and with 42 points, I am going to take the over here. Uh, I know the Dolphins' defense is playing really well, but I don't think that they pitched the shutout in this one. Um, so I like the over on the 42. Okay, uh, I. I, I think you're right about that. I actually do think there's a little momentum going on in New York. Not in any way they're going to get a win anytime soon. Right. But, and exactly. Yeah. And that that's why the 10-point spread is a little dangerous. Sure. Um, the, the Jets could cover, but I don't think that they'll... I, I think the Jets will cover that spread for most of the game. I just don't think it's going to end that way. I think Miami finishes with more than 10-point right. lead. And, and uh, division game, late in the season... Uh, Nothing to play for, <laughs> nothing to lose too for New York. So if anything, but spoiler, um, twenty-four seventeen. The last game was at New York. Um, so that was what the, what's the, what's the spread here? Forty-two is just under that forty-two, just under. And I expected to kind of be just under again. Um, Tua uh, last game twenty-seven for thirty-three, two seventy-three, two touchdowns, one interception. Ran three times for six yards. I expect him to have a great game against New York. Who's twenty-seventh against the quarterbacks in fantasy. Um, a span they've given up 22 fantasy points to quarterbacks in each of the last four games. So I like Tua here. Uh, I like Mike Gusecki. I, I don't think they have any 
the safeties, Marcus May, I, they've, they've had so many injuries back there, including him. Um, Mike Gusecki's a good start tight end. Duke Johnson just got picked up by Miami, and I kind of like him in a PPR format. If you got some streamer, some options, like you don't really know the start in Chuba Hubbard, you have him, and you're starting him because all your other running backs are injured, and I'm not talking about me, but that's that's happening to somebody on this podcast. So um, <laughs> I might look at Duke Johnson if I were you. So um, for New York, it's just going to be a tough game. Tevin Coleman, I don't know. J- Jalen Waddle <laughs> continues to impress. I actually kind of like him in this game. Him and T- uh, Tua have really good chemistry. And Miami goes 7-7. Go- kind of slips in that 7 seed here in the wild card. I love that 7 seed idea, man. I say it every week, but I just think it makes this so much more compelling at the end of the season for some, some of these teams. Okay, moving on. Dallas, 9-4 at New York, 4-9. Two teams going in opposite directions. 10.5 point favor for Dallas. 44 <laughs> <laughs> 44.5 over under. No Daniel Jones. And, uh, yeah, you got to figure this is going to be a, just to continue the momentum and wrap up the NFC East here, right, for Dallas? Yeah, th- this is, uh, you know, yeah, this is this is going to be an ugly game, um, especially the way the Cowboys' defense is playing right now. Um, Michael Parsons is, is out of this so world. Good. And uh, players like that really do capitalize against – uh, backup quarterbacks and struggling offenses. Um, you know, any any half second hesitation in the backfield makes all the difference. Um, so I I really like the Cowboys defense this week. Um, Got to take the Cowboys to win. Uh, ten and a half point spread. I think they beat the spread. And uh, the over under here forty four and a half. Man, that's that's just. That's so close. I'm going to take the under. I just I just don't think the Giants are going to be able to put much up. Um, so I'm taking the under on that. Absolutely. I, and you said under, right? I, I think I think yeah. that's a good call. I, I that's how a lot of these games go. It's it's December, 39 degrees. Dallas is a dome team. I don't think they're going to put up a lot of points. I also think this is going to be a blowout. Dak Prescott's my start of the week. New York's 19th against opposing quarterbacks in fantasy. So definitely a start if you're in the playoffs. Put in Dak Prescott in your lineup. He scored 26 points against the Giants in Week 5. Nothing has changed for New York since then. They've been crap since then. So, believe me, to <laughs> continue, um, Dak Prescott's his, uh, last four games against New York, 1,400 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions. What else do you want? You know? He's, a, he's an instant start for me. Now, with that being said, um, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, I like them all. Um, and I'm on the drop train for Saquon Barkley. Want to drop here? He's a little. He's in the Derek Carr clubhouse, buddy. He's 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 living in there. Yeah. They're sharing a bunk. So, not a big fan of the start here. I think Dallas is continuing to play well. Mike Parsons' defense, like you said, moving on to the next game. Uh, seventh seed game. Somehow Washington locked up that seventh seed. Uh, still in it, six and seven. Even though they're kind of falling apart. At Philly, six and seven. Seven point favorite for Philly. Over under forty four. Philadelphia's coming off bye week. Terry Heineke and I play for Washington. Uh, the 17 continues to just turn out beautiful, compelling football, man. I tell you, what's what do you think this is this is gonna look like? Well, I uh, I think <laughs> that this is the week that the Eagles overtake the Vikings in the race for the playoffs. So I'm not excited about mm-hmm. it, but uh, but I'm definitely taking the Eagles to win here. Um, the seven point spread is I, I that's. 
that's a tough one for me to call. I definitely think that this one uh, is a, a Philadelphia win. I'm taking the over on the 44 points. Um, it's just kind of the way the Eagles play their opponents. But uh, seven, I, uh, I'm going to take them to beat the seven-point spread. Philadelphia to cover. Okay, tough one for fantasy folks here. You said Philly to win? Okay, yeah. definitely believe that's that's going to be the case too. I think Jalen Hurts coming back, if you looked at, now listen, this is going to hurt me because I think Garter Minshew. Minshew, there, I got it that time. I think huh. I think like he actually might be a better starter against Washington, but Jalen Hurts is going to be back. Um, 15th against quarterbacks is, is Washington. I kinda, I like a start here for, for old Jalen. Um, especially coming, but he, he's just going to be fresh. I think the game plan they're really going to get him going here in the early end, the the early part of the game, especially since they might be in the playoffs. It's it's vital to kind of figure out what their identity is on offense. There, I mean, they run the ball really right. well. Um, I just don't know kind of where Philly is going week to week. I've compared them to the Chargers. They're basically the Chargers, of the NFC, just a little worse. No, absolutely. You know, that's uh, what they in, are. In some way, in some way, they're the the. Uh, Dolphins of the NFC, the way they're sneaking into the playoffs here. You're just trying to save face um, with your sister. It's fine. She's a, she's a Philadelphia Eagles team fan. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't stand yeah. it. Can't stand it. <laughs> no big deal. That's a little inside uh, baseball or football there, if you will. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I just they need to figure out how their passing game can get on on going, especially with Devonte Smith and Jalen Rager. Like they have a really good running game, and I think even against Washington again, Jalen Hurts, Boston Scott. Uh, your Jordan Howards of the world all starts for me. And then um, Dallas Goddard, you know, as far as Washington's concerned, SOL. Uh, except outside Antonio Gibson. Um, okay, week to week, he's, he's great. Tennessee at uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, 9-4 Tennessee, 6-6 six six Pittsburgh Steelers, 1.5 point favorite for Tennessee, 41.5 over under. Two teams that are in a really weird position in the AFC playoffs. Pittsburgh, if they lose this, they're probably done. Tennessee... Boy, Ryan Tannehill, I don't know if he can ever prove that he's worth $100 million again. Uh, but I'll take some of it if, they need, if they're looking for a quarterback. What do you think is going to happen huh. in this game? Man, th- this one is a head-scratcher, mostly because there, it, it's really hard to know what to expect from Tennessee right, right. now. Um, you know, if they, if they play the game their way, there's no reason that they can't uh, outlast the Steelers. And, and and squeak out a, a close win, but uh, you know the Steelers, they had that really good game against you know th- that really really great uh, you know second half of football against the Vikings last Thursday night. So that they're not coming off a bye week, but they're coming off a long uh, a long week and uh, playing at home after after a loss like that. I. I'm taking the Steelers to upset in this one. Um, I, I just think that uh, they're motivated, that that defense uh, is playing really tough right now, and the Titans are not a difficult offense to figure out right now. Um, so I, I like the Steelers to upset, and I'm going to take the over on the 41.5. Yeah, it's a great call. I, I think that's that's good analysis. They're not a, a hard offense to figure out, especially I mentioned early in the season, Going on there, what, third or fourth offensive coordinator in his matter of years is only going to take a matter of time before he's going to catch up with Ryan Tannehill. And as you can see, without Derrick Henry, he's basically nothing. Uh, he's yeah. nothing. He doesn't have the coaching. He doesn't have the player to sort of back him up and sort of hide some of those um, deficiencies. 
I think I like Pittsburgh here too. I think Pittsburgh gets back in the offensive, uh, excuse me, back in the AFC playoff picture. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger, 20 fantasy points in four of his past five games. He's like the third best fantasy quarterback in the last five games in the NFL. Wow. <laughs> Believe it or not. That's that's crazy. He looked like a stiff. I actually even well, so but that's uh, that's something that I remember from last week too. Man, the the Steelers wide receivers made some crazy uh, catches in the second half last week. Yeah, uh, really contested catches, and they just they held on. Um, Washington, Claypool, those right. guys Deontay are uh, those guys. Yeah. Those guys are playing good football right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Um, so I like the Steelers. In if this only one. they don't celebrate, they'd be playing better. I. But yeah, I, I I like him as a sleeper. Um, Ryan Tannehill is a no start for me. And Deontay Foreman's been really good. He's a nice streamer in case you need somebody like if you're playing Chuba Hubbard this week. So, moving on to our uh, well, quickly our uh, God, I don't have a metaphor for this. This would be, I guess, um, burn your tongue or actually cut the roof of your mouth on uh, <laughs> on uh, uh, Captain Crunch cereal game. Houston 2-11 oh, no. at Jacksonville 2-11. Three-and-a-half-point favorite for Jacksonville. 39-and-a-half over-under. Probably one of the worst matchups we'll, we'll see in the last few years. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, th- <laughs> this is the sort of game that, like, I don't even enjoy thinking about how it might go. I mean, <sighs> yeah, I, I think you gotta <laughs> you got to favor Jacksonville at home. Um. They've got a better, you know, they're two and five at home. The Texans are one and five away. Um, but, I mean, there's just not a lot to go on here. No one's going to be surprised if either team wins. But uh, I'm going to take the Jags and uh, uh, 39 and a half over under. Uh, that's tough because, uh, you know, sometimes two bad teams play each other, the score can really sore because both teams are terrible um be a very interesting it's game. just it's just be very so which 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 is worse the the terrible offense or the terrible defense um i'm i'm gonna take the under on this one i think it stays low um but uh but i like jacksonville to win absolutely and i can't agree with you more i just don't think any either offense has any firepower enough to score points unless urban meyer trevor lawrence somehow come out make some sort of game plan for him to get better? I don't know. Uh, well, I, I I feel like that's the reason for Jacksonville being favored in this game to begin with is uh, they do have, uh, you know, there's still, you can still imagine a light at the end of the tunnel for Taylor Lawrence. Um, so let's, uh, let's find yes, out. <laughs> yes, this is the, uh, <laughs> this is the lighthouse game. Uh, the, the light is there. Is it flashing in the right direction? We'll find out. We'll see if the, the ships sink or they swim. Um, James Robinson, good start here for Jacksonville running back. Uh, 27th in the NFL against running backs is Houston for opposing fantasy running backs, as well as they've given up the most fancy, uh, excuse me, the most yards per game for running backs. So instant start for me. Otherwise, let's move on to the, to the game. Probably the most stakes this week outside of Tennessee. We said Pittsburgh, a few other ones, especially uh, Atlanta, San Francisco. Cincinnati seven and six at Denver seven and six two and a half point favorite for Denver over under forty four at one point Cincinnati was looking like the cream of the crop in the FC North uh, we knew they were, it was going to get harder later in the season but I don't think either of us thought it was going to be seven and six hard you know and here they are fighting for their lives this this game's going to determine whether both teams can actually make the playoffs in the seventeen no I 
I think this is probably the, uh, you know, one of the more exciting games, if not the most exciting game on Sunday. Um, these teams can be really explosive, especially the, the Bengals on offense can, can really get going sometimes. Um, the Broncos coming off a really good home win last week. I mean, I, I know they're playing the Lions, but uh, I was at the game, and I got to say I, I really liked the play calling. Um, they're, they're running the ball well. They're balancing it between the veteran and rookie running backs, and they both look tough, uh, breaking off chunk yards. Um, I like Denver at home this week. Now, I, I don't think they're going to be able to uh, win the same way that they did last week. Um, so it becomes a different type of game. You know, it, it's easy to win big when you when you go up big early. I don't think that'll happen in this game. Um, so I'm going to take Denver to win. With a two-and-a-half-point spread, I'm going to take them to beat the spread. And I think this definitely goes over the 44 points. Um, you know, the Broncos put up, what, like, 38 points last week. Something like that. But uh, <laughs> but I know it, it'll be tougher against the Bengals, and the Bengals have an offense that can answer. Um, there's just, I mean, the, you know, Burrow to uh, Chase is just deadly at this point. So uh, so I like the Bengals to hang in there and make a game of it. But I'm going to take Denver, and I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I, I think it's a good analysis. I also, going in, in, in part of that, uh, I just believe that Cincinnati – He's going to have a hard time getting on the field and staying there um, in terms of Denver's defense has been fantastic, you know, um, obviously. Oh, yeah. and, and their their pass defense is excellent. Uh, that's why I think they match up really well against Cincinnati. That's why I can't really recommend you start Joe Burrow this week. And he's kind of been on a, on a cold streak as it, as it is anyway. He's very hot and cold. He's a gunslinger. That's what happens. That's what they call him, right? Um, no, I, I think you nailed yeah. it. I, I don't like Burrow this right. week. I think uh, I think Chase is still good. For uh, you know, seventy or so yards and a touchdown, sure. um, so I still like Chase, uh, but uh, you know, I, I think as usual, the uh, the fantasy star for the Bengals is probably going to be Joe Mixon. Right. Um, I don't think he'll get the same volume that he gets in games that the Bengals, uh, you know, dominate, but uh, but he has to be a big part of their plan to stay in this game. That's why I like. Going along with fantasy stars and running backs, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams this week, because I think both of them are top fifteen options, honestly, against a, sure. a rush defense that's been hemorrhaged by injuries, and not only that, but consistency. No Logan Wilson this week for Cincinnati, um, and they twenty first against opposing running backs for fantasy, averaging allowing what thirteen points per running back per week. Um, I just think Denver wins this game. They stay on the they stay on the field. Of their offense a lot. They run the hell out of the ball. It's going to be chilly. Not that that really matters, Cincinnati, but you're on the road. You got that uh, altitude. I got no other things I can throw in there. You know, they, well, they they, they right. serve well, pastrami and, sandwiches before the game. I don't know, but and I, I don't have these stats in front of me. But I know going into last week's game, the Broncos had I think three interceptions in the last four weeks, and they they got another one last week. So that's that's four interceptions in the last five games. So right. that that Broncos secondary is feasting. Absolutely, right now. Patrick Sertain, great pick. I think we all lauded it when he got picked, but was confused why they pick a quarterback. That's still being asked. However, um, he's a good matchup against Jamar Chase. You know, uh, two SEC mm. guys, Alabama, LSU. Let's go. You know. Uh, okay, moving on to our next game: Atlanta six and seven at San Francisco seven and six. Nine point favor for San Francisco. Forty five and a half over under. 
Atlanta's just hanging around, man. They're just hanging around with some really good coaching and some timely plays, and honestly, probably the sloppiest football you'll watch in the NFL outside of Carolina. <laughs> so, um, what do you think about this game? Uh, I I do uh, think that San Francisco is going to get a home win here, um, but uh, I like the Falcons to cover the nine point spread. Um, I I don't think it's going to be a real close game, but uh, the Falcons have really got something going right now with uh, uh, Corderell Patterson, and uh, you know I I just think that they're going to make this a more interesting game than you might think. That being said, I think I'm going to take the under on the 45 and a half um, Falcons to cover, but 49ers victory. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think 49ers keep this rolling, man. And I think I read a stat the other day: Jimmy Garoppolo is like 32 and 13 as starting quarterback in the NFL. It's pretty wild. Um, I think they continue their winning ways. 31st against fantasy quarter, bleh, 31st in terms of fantasy points allowed for quarterbacks. That's a tough sentence for me to say. So I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo this week. I'm all about streamers, man. I think when you get in the playoffs, you're all about matchups. Whether you got guys, oh, if sure. you're consistent guys, that's great. But if you're looking for people, you can just kind of plug in, make sure you win week to week or whatever your two-week format is. God forbid that's the case. But, um, you know, that's how you win the playoffs. You, you're smart about this kind of stuff. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo is probably one of my starts of the week. Honestly, he's right up there. Um, I'm not sure if Elijah Mitchell will play this week. I'm not sure who's playing running back. It doesn't really really even matter for San Francisco. But whoever is, um, Atlanta's just very vulnerable uh, front seven-wise. And so whoever is playing, whether it's Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, I don't know, somebody. <laughs> Jeff Wilson, Jamichael Hasty. Uh, why do I know all these guys? I don't know. I want a great trivia night in San Francisco someday, like later in, later in my life. But... Yeah, that's 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 what I see there. I think San Francisco's defense has been playing excellent, and uh, outside of last week when they allowed 23 points against Cincinnati, they've been extremely consistent. They're a start this week too. But here's an interesting game: Seattle five and eight at LA Rams nine and four, four and a half point favorite for LA, 45 and a half over under. Um, LA looks like the team in the NFC, man, but that's week to week, and so right, Seattle's trying right. to get back in this race. You know Russell Wilson doesn't well, want to, doesn't want to end his career in Seattle on a on a bad note. What do we what do we look at absolutely. here? Absolutely. Yes. Um, so I you know the Seahawks. I, I'm taking the Rams to win this game, but I think the Seahawks will make it a really tough division matchup. Um, Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett seems to be back to the normal. Um, they were they were really doing well last week. Um, I do think that the Rams. At the end, they're going to win by a touchdown. So I'm going to take the Rams to beat the spread. And I'm taking the over on the 45-and-a-half. I think these offenses uh, are going to really light it up. Um, but uh, I don't think the Seahawks are going to be able to outpace the Rams. Must-win game for Seattle. Must-run game for Seattle. <laughs> so I like Rashad Penny here. He's a good pickup. But he had 21 carries for 153 yards, two touchdowns last week. I think LA is actually fairly vulnerable up front as long as you can control Aaron Donald. Not that I have a lot of faith in uh, Seattle's offensive line. However, I like that start there. I like Matthew Stafford. I think uh, Jamal Adams is out for Seattle for the rest of the season. So um, I like anything they can throw at the top. Put Daryl Henderson in there for me. Did you pick Seattle in this game? Uh, no, okay. I picked the Rams. I think the Rams are yeah a win. If Seattle gets desperate, they'll throw out some RPO and some other things in their offense, and Pete Carroll will sort of get tricky. Maybe he'll run out there and play uh, – a uh, little Philly special. <laughs> don't know. Just a guy sitting here saying predicting things. Don't bet on it. Don't throw a prop bet on it. You won't win any money. However, 
Um, yeah, that's that's. I think Seattle actually has a pretty good offensive game. You and, and we'll we'll see some fireworks and a nice NFC West matchup here late in the season. Okay. Our, yeah, I, I think oh. uh, I think Russell Wilson is is uh, maybe not one hundred percent again, but he's looking a lot better. better than he did his first couple games back. Um, yeah. And that's you know that and this being a division matchup, I think this is going to be a pretty good must game. win. Must yeah. win. Um, it's at ten times, but I think Seattle has a legit chance to win this game. And um, twenty-two fantasy points against Houston last week. I think that's the catalyst to get Russell Wilson started again. So all you Russell Wilson owners out there, me, be excited. Uh, Green Bay, <laughs> ten and three at Baltimore, eight and five, four and a half, five and a half point favorite for Green Bay, forty-three and a half over under. Uh, Lamar Jackson sprained ankle, may not play. Uh, fractured toe for Aaron Rodgers. Bunch of COVID issues going on in, in Green Bay too. This could be a really tight game. This could be tighter than we think it's yeah, going to be on the road. This, this, four and three on the road. Yeah, it, the intrigue here is which quarterbacks are going to play. Um, we we could see both of them sit, one or the other. Um, but uh, you know if you know if we see uh, Aaron Rodgers against the Ravens without Lamar Jackson or vice versa, I got to go with, with the team that has their starting quarterback on the field because um, both of these teams. That's that's really, you know, the the reason I pick either one of these teams in a lot of their matchups is because of who they have under center, uh, real X factor type of guys. There's not really uh, an answer or a formula for for stopping these. You know, when when they're on, they will not be denied. Which is why I'm really hoping both of them play, because um, I think that is what gives us a, this with with both starting quarterbacks healthy. This might be one of the most exciting games uh, in the season. No question. Um, so, uh, so it's, it's going to be a tough one to predict. Um, the Packers are four and three on the road this year, but even if both quarterbacks play, if, if Lamar Jackson isn't 100%, he, he really needs his feet to be able to be the special player that, that can, can win those games. So, you know, I don't like to do it, but I'm going to have to take the Packers in this one. Mm. Um, well, yeah, going to take the Packers and five and a half point spread. I think this game comes down to a touchdown, not a field goal. Um, so I'm going to take the Packers to win, Packers to beat the spread. I like the over on this 43 and a half, mm. I think. Uh, but again, you know, so much of this uh, changes if if I know for sure which which quarterback is playing. So. You know, listeners that uh, that look to us for for uh, as a compass, uh, you know, placing your bets on these Vegas odds, I would reevaluate when you know. I, you know, I w- I wouldn't lay lay money down until you know which quarterback is playing and, and the status of of their injuries, because uh, this game, in my opinion, really comes down to those two things. Well, I'll tell you, you need your feet in general to do a lot of things, as far as I know. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I like your analysis with this game. Yeah, just take Trevor's advice and wait until you definitively know kind of what that injury report is going to look like day of, or even just day before, because you'll you'll know day before if he's out or not. Oh yeah, um, and that's why you just got to you gotta stick close to the sources, buddy. You know that's what you got to do, and especially fantasy week playoffs and everything else going on. Um, so I, this is a tough one for me. I you know Aaron Rodgers four touchdowns against Chicago, forty-five to thirty last week. 341. Chicago's good defense. I don't anticipate on him having that good of a game against Baltimore, but 
Uh, buddy, I tell you, if I wasn't lying, I, I think that he'll still have a really efficient game and still be a top-10 quarterback for the fractured toe. And I do think he's going to play. He does this thing quite a bit, even if he's not injured where he doesn't practice, just because he's Aaron Rodgers. It's like Tom Brady effect. Right. You don't really need to be there. You know the playbook. You're good enough where you can just kind of go out and play. Um, so I, I kind of anticipate him having a good game. Um, I like the running game against Baltimore. I think they've been like very vulnerable, especially in the last few weeks. Um, so I, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon are good starts for me here. Um, for Baltimore, uh, I don't hate Tyler Huntley. I, I thought he played really well. He threw some beautiful balls last week, you know, when he came in. And if Lamar Jackson's playing, I just wouldn't start him just because of that injury, though, regardless if, if he's going to play or not. I, I don't like him fantasy-wise, especially against a good uh, Packers defense um, who limited Justin, Justin Fields last week, too. So, um, and I wouldn't start Devontae Freeman. I think they're just very vulnerable in terms of uh, how they're going to be able to do this play, this playbook, this plan against uh, how, uh, Green Bay, which has been excellent defensively lately. So, moving on, New Orleans, 6-7, and, seven, ten and uh, at 10-3, and three, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 11-point favor for Tampa, 46.5 over under. You know, it is, there's four things guaranteed in life, Trevor, all right? Uh, death, <laughs> taxes... Uh, hot pockets only being cooked halfway through, and Tom Brady throwing about four touchdowns a week. <laughs> let's, let's be honest here. Uh, and the fifth one could even be that Tom Brady can't beat it, beat the New Orleans Saints in the regular season. Could be. What do you think about this? Oh, week? could be, could be. Uh, I I think this is the week that the uh, the Saints uh, fall back in the uh, the race for that seventh wild card spot. Mm. Um, I, I like the Buccaneers in this game. Um, I think you know. I I expect the Saints with the talent they have on their team and uh, and Sean Payton, uh, you know, he's he's up there in terms of of you know terrific coaches that that get gets their team ready and and prepped and has a plan for whoever they face. Um, so I do think this will be a good division matchup, but I expect a Buccaneers home win. They're six and zero at home right now. Um, Saints are four and three on the road. And uh, I like Tampa Bay in this game, and I like Tampa Bay to beat the 11-point spread. I think at the end of the game, uh, the Buccaneers get a couple big offensive plays and go up by 14. Um, 46 and a half over under, that's a little tricky. Um, I'm leaning towards over right now. Um, I think the Saints are going to be competitive. Uh, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. And uh, I do think they'll put points up. So I like the over here. Okay. Um, my analysis, start Taysom Hill, start Tom Brady. They lost Tampa Bay, meaning they lost New Orleans back in week six or seven, I believe. Still threw four touchdowns. One of them was a pick six as far as the interception he threw, which was two. Um, still threw 400 <laughs> yards. So, I, I mean, he's just on fire. Everything's, ever since Gronk has come back, that field has opened up so much for him. He's gotten... Like really familiar with Chris Godwin. Mike Evans is look is look like he's playing better too because of that. Without Antonio Brown, you really can't tell a difference on this this offense. And so I like Tom Brady. Um, Leonard Fournette is a sit for me. Um, I think it's just going to be a tough matchup against New Orleans, who's really stout um, front seven. He only gained 30 yards and nine carries the last time they played. So although he's been good in recent weeks, don't like him here. Um, as far as New- I said, Taysom Hill, uh, I didn't give you any stats to back the reason up. So Tampa has allowed three quarterbacks to rush for at least 40 yards this season. Jalen Hurts in week six, Jameis Winston in week eight, Josh Allen week 14. 
if Hill doesn't do any, doesn't force any turnovers, doesn't do any boneheaded plays, I think he's going to have a big game, like a top 10 fantasy quarterback week. So those are my predictions. And yes, Tampa, fire the cannons for the win. <laughs> Our last game of the week, and uh, ironically, Chicago's second week straight being in prime time, uh, considering their record, six and seven Minnesota Vikings at the four and nine Chicago Bears, three and a half point for Minnesota, over under forty four. Um, I gotta tell you, man, that, you know, I, I hope <laughs> I don't see how this could be a close game. I don't for Minnesota, but they'll make no, it no, close. No, but if you're if you're putting money on it, you can bet that this will be a one score <laughs> yeah, game seriously. by the end. Um, man, Jesus. I like the Vikings in this game. Uh, I think the Bears are going to uh, stay competitive in it. The Bears uh, always play the Vikings well at, at home. Uh, I, I don't think the Vikings have beat the Bears in their house in maybe maybe three or four seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like the Vikings in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you guys have heard me say it all season. I expect the Bears to be a real tough team next year. They're, they're going through a lot of growing pains this year with the new quarterback. But uh, a lot of a lot of talent on that roster. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I I think uh, Minnesota wins. Um, knowing them, three and a half point spread is tricky. Uh, it could come down to a field goal. But uh, eh, what the heck? I'm gonna, I'm going to take Minnesota to beat the spread. And as far as the 44 point over under, I, I'm going to take the over there because uh, the Vikings defense. They they look so good sometimes, but they let everybody back in the game. It they they do they let everybody back in the game. So uh, I'm definitely taking the over here. Didn't realize this was a Minnesota Vikings fan vent session. However, it, oh, it's it is. open. It is. It is. <laughs> we're there. We're we're having it happen. Um, no, I, I I think this is the game. Minnesota wins it, and they keep their playoff hopes yeah. alive. Uh, I, I don't think that they make the playoffs by the time it's all said and done. I've, I've looked at their remaining schedule and the remaining schedules of the other teams that are, that are vying for that seventh seed. And I just, I don't think it's going to be Minnesota's at the end, but I do like them this week. And, and I think it's going to be a very entertaining game to be honest with you with that being said, Uh, you know, I know it sounds kind of strange when you're looking at six and seven and four and nine on Monday night. However, uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, scored at least 20 points. In the last uh, 21 points, excuse me, his last two starts, uh, and against the Bears last year, 21 points in the last in those two starts. Well, Chicago has allowed six of their the past eight opposing quarterbacks score at least 20 points, including five to score at least 26 points. And if you can follow those stats, uh, then there's that. Um, Kirk Cousins is an huh. instant start. Sleeper Justin Fields. Uh, Minnesota has allowed the last four opposing quarterbacks score at least 25 points, and he's dynamic on the ground with the RPO. Um, I think everybody's a sleeper on Chicago's offense because I think at some point Minnesota's going to kind of like let go of their lead a little bit and they're going to have to claw back in this game. So I just could see Daryl Mooney, uh, Darnell Mooney, um, making a big play and sort of opening this game back up. So uh, as well as David Montgomery, and so everybody's a sleeper. Of course, Justin Jefferson's the best wide receiver in the league, not not named Cooper Cup. So I like him as a start here too. Tyler Conklin's a nice start. I think for Minnesota, I think he's going to get some more play time and more more targets if we kind of get along without Adam Thielen. Um, and KJ Osborne's a little bit of a sleeper. A really good red zone target. Chicago's t- like 26 against wide receiver in terms of fantasy points. 
wouldn't be surprised if he got more targets in the red zone now that Thielen is out and he won't be playing against Chicago. So, uh, Cousins does seem to uh, have a connection with Osborne. Yeah. Um, he's not always getting the most volume, but uh, when it's there, it's there. And uh, and I, I like him for at least uh, one deep catch this game. There you have it. Yeah. Would you say he's a cousin of Osborne? They're so close. Oh, my gosh. That's brilliant. I tell you. That's what they pay me big bucks here on the podcast. So uh, you're getting paid. Yeah, yeah. Well, checks in the mail, buddy. <laughs> Went to the junk box apparently. Okay. Well, I tell you what, folks. That is week 14, and this is the 30th episode of football in general, which means we've kind of lasted quite a bit, maybe even longer than most of us thought. But we're still here. So, um, as always, I'm uh, at Bobby Law on Instagram. We're at Football in General Podcast on Instagram. If you give us a follow, like, subscribe, and all those sorts of things that people do because they like podcasts and they share them with friends and folks and people at their Christmas tables and everything else. So, Trevor, who are you? I'm Trev Geo Dude on Instagram. Let me know what you guys want to hear about. Okay. Very good. Very good. Feel free to DM us or anything else that you might want to talk about in terms of football in general and bring it up on the podcast we're here for. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy this episode. And we're out.